This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. That was Giants head coach Brian Dayball on the lack of complimentary foot. Really, the lack of any football uh, that at least is a semblance of some kind of football for the Giants as they lose uh, 24-3 to the Seahawks. And yes, things are certainly looking bad for the Giants. Things are perhaps looking a little bit better for the Jets, but the real New York team, the Buffalo Bills, that's where things shine. And that's where we being that's where we will begin our conversation pertaining to team futures. Because when it comes to the AFC, the team with the highest handle to win the conference right now is the Buffalo Bills at 18.5%. The problem, though, is Trey White, the cornerback, has an Achilles injury. And that is a significant setback for this secondary uh, that will have to play well against some outstanding quarterbacks the rest of the way, especially come playoff time. So, Joe, when we talk about who can win the AFC East and where there may be value, uh, what stands out to you pertaining to the Bills? Uh, What stands out is I'm surprised they aren't co-favorites or at least second favorites to win the Super Bowl. Just big, bigger picture as we branch out. I thought that was such a dominating performance. And they've had three of those consecutively now. And you make Josh Allen the MVP favorite that I thought they were going to jump KC. But, mm-hmm. and Mahomes struggled on Sunday night too in front of everyone. It was some of those picks. I was like, what did, what exactly was he was he doing there? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I that surprises me a little bit. And the idea is the value gone in the Bills. I don't think it is. I still look at them at eight to one for the Super Bowl, and think there's value there. And they're co-third favorites at eight to one with the Eagles. Aaron, the way they played, I think they're significantly better than Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Bills can overcome this. I get it. There's a lot of really good receivers. I mean. Guarding a guy like Tyreek Hill is a big task in the AFC, uh, but I think right. they can overcome it. I mean, I remember when Von Miller, I mean, he's not healthy, right? Hopefully he's returning soon, but that was devastating. I think this is a situation that the Bills can overcome, and I'm not going to overreact or worry about it too much until I see otherwise, Ed. I'm not going to overreact to it either, especially because you have other supplements who are coming in for the Bills, like Avon Miller, for instance. Uh, he should be uh, ready to practice this week. So in that regard, I go, yeah, you lose some, but you're going to get some as well. And ultimately, you expect these things to kind of balance out. And ultimately, the Bills, for them, it's going to be about outscoring the competition. Like, it wasn't a shootout against the right. Dolphins, but I wouldn't be surprised if the second meeting is a shootout, if say a Chiefs playoff game is a shootout 
And it's going to be about the efficiency of Josh Allen and this running game. That's ultimately what's going to decide the outcome for the Bills as far as the season is concerned. Here yeah. is the big takeaway I have when it comes to Buffalo. I think in terms of value to win the division or most anything else, I think that's all gone, especially when we get to player futures uh, a little bit later. I don't see a whole lot of value there, though you can get creative in a couple of spots. However, it does seem to me, Joe, like the NFC, it's safe to say, is top heavy. I know we talked about Seattle yeah. as being a real contender for the division and maybe the conference, but there's also the possibility that they just beat up on a really bad football team. You've got three or four teams in the NFC who definitely will be in contention to win the conference. You've got the 49ers leading the way. You've got the Eagles. You've got the Cowboys. And maybe the Lions are part of that conversation. And then maybe the Seahawks as well. So maybe the possibility when it comes to the Bills is, is it time to start thinking about exact Super Bowl matchups? If you do, mm. Bills-Eagles, it's 16-1. to 1. Bills Niners, 12 to 1. Bills Cowboys, 20 to 1. If you really feel like that the Bills are that dominant, that they are going to get all the way to the Super Bowl, is it time to start thinking about who on the NFC side can also meet up? I like that idea. I, I picked the Bills to start with, and nothing I've seen has changed my opinion on that. And it's a matter of NFC side, Dallas, I'm kind of, okay, another great, one of their good performances. I don't know that I'm sold on them like I am Buffalo. Look, as far as the Trey White injury, has he played great in the first month? And I'm not trying to ding him at all. Like, he's a great player, and they, they're going to miss him. Any team with go, a starting corner goes down, uh, you're worried. I think they can, they can add something, and they can be all right. Like If you look at PFF's coverage grades, he's 20th among all cornerbacks. Player grades, 49th among all cornerbacks. So... I think they can be just fine. And these are the quarterbacks coming up. Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones or Zappi, Baker, Burrow, Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson. Like, where's the challenging quarterback that they're going to face in the next six weeks if Burrow doesn't start to improve? So I, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think it's a big concern at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're thinking, can the Bills get the bye? I think they absolutely can. And you're right about the, the top of the NFC. It, it, it does feel like they are significantly better than the rest. And if you have a strong opinion on one of those three, four teams, like I guess it comes down to do you think the Lions or Seahawks can, can make it through? Like, Do they have that ceiling? <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking at, Joe. I thought, gosh, yeah. should the Seahawks be 18 to 1 to be the NFC champion compared to the Lions at plus 850? Are is there that big of a gap from what we saw in this Seahawks no. team last night compared to the Lions? I thought that that is mispriced. Like either you're getting a lot of value on the Seahawks or you're wasting your money on the Lions. Something <laughs> seems off there to me. Another fun bet Curious if you guys think it's enough value, but to be the AFC number one seed for the playoffs, Bills plus mm. 380. I I do like that one a lot, to, to be honest. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think it's a little bit more stable to look at, say, that market, who's going to get the number one seed, than it is to say who's going to win the conference. Because I think it's possible, mm -hmm. like, we'll, we'll take the NFC, for, for instance, Aaron, and then circle back. 
for the NFC, for instance, I wouldn't be surprised if, say, it's the Niners or the Cowboys getting that one seed, but then a team just gets hot like the Seahawks or the Lions and can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. That's going to be a lot harder to project than, say, who's going to get that one seed. And so it's a market that I probably like a good bit more. And if you're Mm -hmm. looking for value, heck, the Bills to get that one seed makes a ton of sense because, Joe, as you mentioned, schedule's not awful for them, even though they do have that first place schedule. Hmm. Just too many worried about. Like, we don't have to worry about San Francisco, obviously. Like, if if they continue to steamroll people, Baltimore? They injure. They still have all these injuries, but you right. expect them to get healthier. But I don't know. Are you? You're not worried about Miami as much, right? After after this past week, because of that defense, because you know what the Bills can do mm-hmm. against them. Um, hmm. I guess. Well, the Kansas one question City's though, Joe. Concerned? Yeah, I, I got one question though about Miami real fast because when we talk about this defense, it, you know, Vic Fangio is leading the way. And we certainly have high hopes for him. I wonder if this is a defense that's going to be a work in progress that's going to evolve over time. Like, I've mentioned this a lot with other offenses where, okay, maybe they're bad now, but just you wait. They're going to get better after a few weeks. I wonder if this Miami defense also falls under that classification. What do you think? 100%. 100% that's the case. And and, and then it's going to turn to, well, as they get better, when Ramsey comes back, that's going to be the game yeah. changer. That's what everybody's going to have the countdown for. But I do expect them to get better. I, in fact, I do think they got better since week one. You look at that Chargers game and how they've performed since. You kind of got to throw the Denver one out. Like that was just it, – it didn't matter what they did defensively because, you know, there, were, there wasn't a game going on there. And you right. faced a quarterback who's already been benched in Mac Jones. So it is tough to judge, but – Overall, I will say I think they've improved. And what are they doing now? They're going to face two of the worst offenses in the NFL. So they're going to start to look real good with the Giants and Panthers coming up. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I think the Ravens, Dolphins, and Chiefs obviously would concern me in the AFC. It's, gosh, it's so hard to know. I love the Bills and want to place that that bet bet, for number one seed. Yeah, I I do too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm they don't have one. it for the uh, NFC. Where I'm no, going. they don't. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, there was a Monday Night Football game. I guess Seattle is certainly in contention as right. far as that's concerned. But uh, yeah, AFC number one Bills. That, that may, I really like that one a lot too. Let's talk about the AFC South here because there is no good reason, not a one, where the Jaguars are plus one fifty, the favorites to win that division. Are we absolutely sure that the Jaguars are that much better than everyone else? And I know this division stinks, and I know the Jaguars got to the divisional round last year. But, boy, this offense has been absolutely putrid. They add Calvin Ridley, and I felt like they had to do that. So far, the dividends have not been there. So I think, Joe, this is a great division to find some value. And I know I've been beating the drum for the Houston Texans for a while now, but I'm going to do it one more time because C.J. Stroud is unbelievable. And yes, I know that you are putting your faith in a rookie quarterback. I get that. But there is fantastic value at plus 475, knowing full well that this Texans defense is also a work in progress. They are going to get better as the season moves along, Joe. The entire division is 2-2. and 
So it's very curious in the pricing. You don't like Jacksonville, the favorite across the board. I don't like something else. My issue is why are the Titans the number two (laughs) favorite across the board? I don't understand that. That is an overreaction to what we just saw this past Sunday. We've seen the best of the Titans. We've seen the worst of the Titans. I don't think they're going to be a consistent team at all. They're going to be up and down as their underdogs throughout most of the season. That's my biggest issue. You've got to look to the bottom. And by bottom, I mean the third and fourth favorites. That's, that's what I would do. No way I'm laying a price with Jacksonville. And I am not interested in Tennessee. You only look to Houston or Indy. And that Houston number, we talked about it last week at 11 to 1. It's been more than cut in half. So that's a little worrisome. But um, let me also add that second half, Richardson looked good for the Colts. Now, I'm down on the Colts for the season, but Richardson did look pretty good after missing last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just worry, can he sustain and stay healthy for an entire season? I love the Texans. And you look at their schedule. They've got the Panthers. Yuck. Speaking of putrid, Ed. Love that word. <laughs> Bucks, a banged up Joe Burrow and the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Jags who don't, they look suspect. Then the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans. I mean, I think the Texans can win this division, guys. Sure. The Putrid Panthers. It's alliteration, and we love alliteration. Therefore, we are all set. If I wound up uh, saying the Panthers will have the worst record in football, it's because of the alliteration of Putrid Panthers. That's that's uh, hashtag alliteration for you. Uh, one more thing to think about when it comes to why the Jaguars are mispriced here. Look at strength of schedule the rest of the year. Three of the top seven easiest schedules in football belong to all of the AFC South contenders except the Jaguars. They have it significantly tougher than everyone else, and they don't really have any tiebreakers or any kind of advantage, game lead, any of those things, and they're going to have it tougher than everybody else. And so the Titans, as you mentioned, Joe, no more value there. But if you mm-hmm. bet on the Texans and the Colts, if you want to say, you know, tail and fade us simultaneously, then either way, if they hit, you're profiting. And I think that's the smart play is Texans and Colts bet on both of them because they're both greater than two to one plus 475 and five to one. I think doing either either or the other is just fine there. So that's definitely the path that I would take. Um, what's another division, Aaron, that uh, stands out to you as far as uh, these team futures? Hmm. Gosh, I mean, I don't think NFC the... West. NFC <laughs> West, you want to go there? I was going to look at the East. Well, let's NFC go to the West. West. Okay. Seattle Seahawks at seven to one. Obviously, I have that highlighted in my bet slip. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it is way too early to know. I don't think anyone should be minus six hundred in this division. That was my takeaway. If you like the Seahawks, one game like lead. said about the Bills and the Texans <laughs> last week, then you should probably jump on the Seahawks now. Is this the time? Is this it? Seattle's going on by, and then they get Cincinnati. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. You want to play the Bengals right now. Right now over the next couple of weeks, assuming Burrow doesn't turn back the clock to what he was last year. San Francisco, is this the loss on the schedule? Because this might be the time they get Dallas and then they go to Cleveland. Like they could easily lose one, if not both. Um, Mm. So I'm wondering if, is this the time to fire Ed? 
I, I think you might be right because you're facing two of the tougher, if not toughest, defenses in football back-to-back. Brock Purdy hasn't faced this kind of pressure before. That's going to matter a great deal. What can the youngster do in those challenges? This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and thank Taylor Swift for finally making football popular. That's right here on the <laughs> BetQL Network.